coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. And now, Linger, I should mention, it's spelled, it's like it's like Linger, like you're going to linger, but the E is not there. It's L-I-N-G-R, but that is an actual word. You weren't just trying to be cool and say, hey, let's remove the E because it looks cool that oh, way. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to explain that one, Jeff? Of course. When I was going through, you know, the multiple names that I came up with, I, I wanted one that made sense. And it's a old Norse suffix that means belonging to or descending from. And with the my the restaurant and the food and the cuisine being Norwegian and Chinese or having influences at least that are it, it made sense for me to use that word and suffix as the name of the restaurant. And obviously it has this weird fun meaning as well. Is the plan to have influences from Norway and from China or fusing everything together? Uh, I think you'll see a little bit of both. Okay. Um, yeah. The Norwegian side, like you said, my mom it was a baker and I remember her baking Norwegian cookies and cakes all through my childhood. So you'll see a lot of the influent Norwegian influence in the breakfast and oh. on the lunch side and into dinner, you'll see a fusion of the two, but there'll be you'll see both sides on the, by themselves as well. When you think about dinner and I know you're the walk, so there'll be like a walk snapper, a walk lobster Ooh. with ho fun noodles, fermented black beans. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There, you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Executive Chef Jeffrey Jew. Jeff is formerly from Bella Brava in Stillwater's Tavern and is now just opening his own new restaurant named Linger. After Jeffrey, we talk about the amazing St. Louis-style ribs that we got from St. Pete Meat and Provisions. We We have have a a great great show, so so stick stick around. around. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. 
Do ya, boo ya? As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media. You know, the Tampa NPR folks. Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene. The key lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called limeys when they found out that they put it in their barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well-watered taste, they uh, didn't get scurvy anymore. So they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics, so they took the seeds and planted them. So that's how we ended up with key limes down here. We invite you to listen to The Zest on your favorite podcast app or at thezestpodcast.com. Tell Tell them St. Pete Foodie sent you. Please welcome the owner and executive chef of the new Linger on 6th Street, Jeffrey Jew. Welcome, Jeff. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for taking the time. We know that you're really busy. You were originally on, this is now, this is episode 127. You were on episode 11 in November 2018. That time went fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Boy, yeah. those were a lot more fun times too. <laughs> and I, Congratulations on getting to 127. So yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know. I've wanted to quit like five times already. <laughs> so I haven't seen you in a while, but Lori saw you the other day at the store, actually at Rolling Ran- Oats. Randomly. Yes. And um, she was purchasing quite a bit of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. I'm like, he's making this probably wonderful dinner for your partner. And here I am. All I had was wine. <laughs> yeah, whole shopping cart filled with wine. Yeah, I do that when I go there with beer. And, and you had a big uh, slab of salmon. I heard two, two. Yeah, two. I usually get my seafood from Sammy's, but I missed the call, so I was stuck using their uh, sockeye salmon, which I actually enjoy. It's pretty good. They do a good job of selecting uh, good ingredients. So yeah. yes, they do. Yeah, Sammy's seafood is great. We we love to get stuff from there. And Rolling Oats is also ha- they have excellent products. And I should mention they are a sponsor of this podcast and we, we love that. Yes. Oh, uh, I know that, but yeah, yeah, they are. So when were you buying that for uh, restaurant recipe testing or just for home? Just for home. I told uh, you, I know I told Kevin, I said, no, it looks like he's making a nice romantic dinner for his partner. Yeah. Oh. So People should go back to find episode 11, listen to uh, Jeffrey, find out some stuff about him, or don't, because we were a little green then still with doing this podcast. And we got uh, a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but we learned that you, you, you've been on Top Chef. You were a winner of Food Network's Guys Grocery Games. And you're known to locals as most recently being the executive chef at Bella Brava and Stillwater's Tavern. And now linger, and I should mention it's spelled, it's like, it's like linger, like you're going to linger, but the E is not there. It's L-I-N-G-R, but that is an actual word. You weren't just trying to be cool and say, hey, let's remove the E because it looks cool that oh, way. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to explain that one, Jeff? Of course. When I was going through, you know, the multiple names that I came up with, I, I wanted one that made sense. And it's a old Norse suffix that means belonging to or descending from. And with the my the restaurant and the food and the cuisine being Norwegian and Chinese or having influences at least that are it, it made sense for me to use that 
word and suffix as the name of the restaurant. And obviously it has this weird, fun meaning as well. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. Right, because that's where your your descendants, right? Is that what you're yes. leaning towards? Because you're family, right? You're one side or the other is Norwegian. Your mom's Norwegian? Yeah, my mom's Norwegian. Uh, and my dad is Chinese. Chinese. Wow, that's that pretty, is so cool. That's pretty cool. And I also learned from watching the quick video on your Facebook page for Linger that your mom is a baker and your dad is a cook. And you used to cook with your when you were a kid. You cooked with your dad and your grandfather. And what are, what are some of the first things you can remember cooking with them as a kid? Well, I was lucky, and my parents were lucky. I guess they sent me away every single summer to when I was a kid. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. They sent you away where? They sent me out to Arizona, where my dad grew up, and ah. I was there with my cousins and my grandfather. So we would often cook together when I was out there. And mm-hmm. one of the first dishes I remember uh, him making was this tomato chow yuck, mm-hmm. which is a beef. It's a sauteed beef dish with peppers and tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see a, a form of that, I guess, on the menu. Oh, nice. That is right up my alley. I'm so glad that's going to be on the menu. And with my dad, you know, he was, we were always going to the, farmer's market and always going to the grocery store together to pick out food. And there was this one rice dish that he always used to make. And he finally gave up the recipe to me the other day, but it was Uh a seasoned, you know, rice dish that was just so good. And I'm I'm thinking of doing an iteration of that with like a fried rice. So it won't be your traditional Mm -hmm. fried rice, but it'll be a more Southern DC fried rice. Cool. Awesome. So is the plan to have influences from Norway and from China or fusing everything together? Uh, I think you'll see a little bit of both. Okay. Um, The Norwegian side, like you said, my mom was a baker and I remember her baking Norwegian cookies and cakes all through my childhood. So you'll see a lot of the Norwegian influence in the breakfast and on the lunch side and and to dinner, you'll see a fusion of the two, but there'll be, you'll see both sides on the, by themselves as well. Interesting. Wow. Cool. So yeah, I, I did notice on the website, it says that you're going to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. Crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> well, I admire your ambition. Yes. <laughs> you know, when I was looking at this space, I noticed I spent a day just sitting in the car and just counting cars and watching people walk by. And what oh. I noticed was there was a lot of people walking their dog. There was a lot of just neighborhood feel to it. So I thought that was, there was something to capture about that. And having a place where, you know, the neighborhood should come and have coffee, you know, work if they need to work here. It, it just felt like the right thing to do. That's cool. You know, I never thought of that, that, you know, you just sit there in your car and watch what the traffic is at different times of the day. Yeah. No, but you're right. Cause that, that location is, um, is very unique and specific. Yeah. We should mention what that yeah. is. It's actually 406th street South, which, so that would be the corner of sixth street and fourth Avenue South. And it was formerly called. It was a daycare doctor's office. Oh, okay. Right. It looks like you gutted the whole thing. Yes. The entire building was gutted. 
uh, and everything is brand new inside from the HVAC to plumbing, electric. I mean, it's a totally new building except for the exterior. And we actually extended the building uh, about 10, 15 feet to the south. Mm-hmm. So we won't be hearing any complaints about the kitchen since you got to design it? Correct. <laughs> so was the expansion for for extra seating? The expansion was for a walk-in space, oh. uh, employee bathroom, and more prep area. Gotcha. Gotcha. So will you have a liquor license? Yes. Cool. Cool. There'll be 150 seats only because of the liquor license. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what with, I figured. Including outdoor seating, right? Yes. And with the outdoor seating, you know, it was very, you know, COVID has been challenging for everyone. And I, I often hate to say this, but I was very lucky uh, that I was in the process of building the restaurant when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was able to pivot and adapt and really redo the entire seating arrangement and I expanded the out outside. So there's more seats outside than there are inside mm-hmm. at a hundred seats outside and only between 50 and 60 inside. Wow. So it was ironically good timing for you. Yes. Right. <laughs> so what, what is your process for, for creating a new restaurant? You know, obviously the benefit of designing your own kitchen, you don't have to inherit one. Right. Uh, that's definitely a plus. And the process really is before you design it, you really have to have an idea of what the food is going to be. Um, so you know how to design the kitchen, the flow, what pieces of equipment you need, what pieces of equipment you don't need. So, uh, so the menu comes first then? The idea and the what, what you, not necessarily the, the concept. concept of the menu, like, okay, you definitely know you're going to have fried rice, so you need a walk station. So right. Um, so those kind of things go to your head before you design the kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just boilerplate a kitchen de- uh, design because halfway through you might be like, oh, well, I have four fryers. I don't need four fryers, but I have four fryers. Right. 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 That's cool. I want to I want to get a chance to see the walk station in action one day. Yeah, you definitely will. So um, what made you decide on that location? Again, I sat, I sat here and I just watched the neighborhood and the potential um, mm-hmm. close to the highway was, I guess, interesting, but it's not what drew me to this location. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I could have outdoor seating on private property, so it's not in the right of way was beneficial. And everything that's going on in this neighborhood down here, there's buildings going up, there's new condos. There's just, there's a lot going on down here. And I felt it's not that far from central. I mean, everyone says, Oh, you're on the South side. It's, and that's not a big deal, but it's not that far from central and it feels like it is. Right. 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 No, I think it's a great location because there's not a lot there. So as far as, you know, good restaurants. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying, trying to say that I'm a pioneer by coming down here, but it's just, there's nothing here. So it was like, there's an opportunity for a restaurant, a neighborhood right. spot. And Absolutely. I, 
I mean, the library's done fine on the south side. Granted, it does have yeah. the built-in hospital next yeah. to it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically, Grazi's on the south side too. That's true. And, and, and technically, so so are we at Magnolia Lofts. Yes. Yeah, and and that's the one thing. And on you know off off the restaurant, but when I first moved here, I never understood the north south side. So being able to say that there's a restaurant down, you know, four blocks from central and, and not being totally insensitive. I mean, it's, there's a lot of opportunity down here and I don't know why people are afraid to come anywhere past central. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Well, I, I don't, I think that's going to be changing. I think it is changing a little bit already. And, I mean, just in general, the concept of what is what you think of as downtown has changed. You know, I've, I've been here 11 years now. And, you know, if you got to the edge district, it was called the edge district because it's like once you cross over this street, over MLK, you're yeah. not in downtown anymore. Right. But now, now it's like Grand Central is a lot of us downtown. <laughs> True. And really, you're just around the corner from Rococo. Yeah. Right. Right. So how is the progress? Do we have a, a date in our crosshairs? We do. Um, I'm looking at doing a soft opening kind of for breakfast for the neighborhood, you know, starting mid-March and, mm-hmm. and slowly rolling into lunch and dinner the following two weeks. And mm-hmm. I, cool. by the end of March, beginning of April, uh, I will be open all services for everyone. Cool. Awesome. awesome. So, hey, Jeff, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in two minutes after this word from our sponsors. And then we're going to see if we can pry some info out of you on more food info. We'll be right back. St. Pete is all about local. And this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh yeah, I love that one too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good too. 
It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 1030, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. We are back! We are back! We are back with Chef Jeffrey Jew talking about his new restaurant soon to open, Linger, on 6th Street. L-I-N-G-R, by the way. We already said that in Old Norse, that means belonging to or coming or descending from. So normally, when we are doing an interview with a chef or restaurant people, I have a chance to read a menu. I didn't get that chance because you're being very secretive over there. He hasn't been that secretive. He's told us two things. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So what can we talk about food-wise? Well, it's not that I'm being secretive. I... I'm still developing some of the menu items. Uh, okay. So, so I I'd hate to release a menu and then it not look anything like what what's going to be on it. Right. right. We, that has happened before. Not with you, but we've seen that happen. Yeah. So when you talk about doing breakfast and you said there's going to be more Norwegian influence in breakfast, what would a breakfast menu look like for you? Probably not traditional American. Well, there's going to be some traditional American elements to it, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, the pastry side, you you know, cardamom buns, cinnamon buns, hmm. uh, almond buns. Right. Ooh. There's a lot of, it's actually interesting. There's a lot of similarities in some of the pastries and, you know, pickled ingredients between Chinese food and Norwegian food, but there'll be, you know, there'll be pancakes, but there'll be Norwegian style pancakes and American style pancakes. So there's. Cool. What's the difference? Well, the the uh, Norwegian style pancakes—they're very small, and they're hmm. they're made in this cast iron pan. Right. You can put fillings in them and flip them. They're it, they're just fun. I've actually made them before at I did a pop up at Hawthorne last year. Oh, cool! And they sold like hotcakes. <laughs> <gasps> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> literally, proper use of the word literally. <laughs> no, that that sounds fun. Yeah, I tried to make pancakes for the first time in God knows how long on Christmas morning. It was a debacle. Oh my God, yeah. I burned the first three and then finally we got it right. Yeah. They were good. I wasn't going to bring that up, but I did see that post. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that, that did come out good, Jeff, they were great. Like yeah. Kevin said they were the best ones he ever had. And I was like, really? Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. Are there any uh, egg items for breakfast? Definitely. So one of the things I grew up with was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, hash. My dad would mm. make So this there's a root vegetable hash with eggs. There's going to be, you know, rice noodles. I'm making rice noodles fresh. And I've made a rice noodle roll with egg and fried shallots with some sweet soy and chili. And you can add like a char siu bacon to it. 
So Yum. I just want to say that I can certainly clear up some time in my schedule if you need a taste, taste tester. tester. <laughs> You're on the yeah. list. You guys are on the list. Don't worry. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could walk there in like five, five, ten, five, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So any bacon or sausage items? Yes. Uh, well, there's going to be, we're going to do house cured char siu bacon in house. Sausage available as well. I don't want to say it's breakfast is going to be more European, but mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be that American influence where you have, you know, your bacon, eggs, toasts. I, I mean, I understand that I have to have that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But you can throw that European flair in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to commend you, as I have others, for doing something unique, unique and different. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm, it, it, it's it's challenging. It's not as easy as everyone thinks when you're you're opening up a restaurant and you have these far out ideas, like, oh, I'm going to do this crazy dish, but then you have to like dial yourself back and like, no one's going to eat that. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just me eating it can't just justify it being on a menu. Right. You know, many times you're writing a menu or doing something like coming up with cocktails and wait a second, I'll drink this, but will anyone else drink it? I don't know. Right. right. Well, sometimes you just test it out and see how it goes. Right. Definitely. Specials, I guess. Yeah. And I'm also th- imagining there's probably going to be lots of good seafood. Yes. And of course, being where we are, there's going to be a lot of seafood on the menu. Good. Yes. He's not saying much. (laughs) Well, I did see uh, on the website, there is the, the, they call it the hero photo. The big one up the top is is salmon. And then I saw a, a small photo that had scallops. And there's I also saw a photo that looked like an Asian soup, maybe with some meatballs in it. Yeah, that was a hot and sour seafood soup. It was kind Ah. of a mix between a fisk soup uh, in Norway and hot and sour soup that my my grandfather made. Um, So made fish balls and added that to the soup with a Mm. a, uh, fish stock. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, it was. It's really good. I ate it for days. Yeah. <laughs> so when you uh, are open, when you have regular hours, uh, what time is breakfast going to start? Now you know why I stay up at night. I don't know <laughs> a.m. or eight a.m., but it's going right. to be one of those times. Okay. Nice. So you said eight, eight or seven, seven or eight. eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Th- that's a good time for breakfast. So there's going to be a, a, a heavy um, coffee program with a large espresso machine behind the bar. So they'll be featuring local coffee. Yeah. I'm, right now I'm working with made coffee. They're helping me get some of the equipment and they have a wonderful tasting room out at their site in uh, Pinellas park. Oh, nice. I haven't heard of them before, so I'll be glad yeah, to company. They, they first started with canned coffees and now they started roasting their own coffee. So they're oh, nice. You're getting bigger and bigger. That's exciting. So, Jeff, can we talk about the wine list? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm a lover of wine, uh, like I saw you guys are too with that big mm-hmm. wine. <laughs> but, you know, I've been working with uh, my friends at Cellar Masters, Corey and Ryan. I, I met them through, you know, Bella Brava and Stillwaters when they were selling wine, but now they're 
doing an awesome job at their shop and right. they're helping me write the lists. Uh, they're, they, those two guys know more about wine than I've ever, than any other person I've ever met. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's going to be an international list and it's going to be focused on the classical regions. The wines will be stylistically defined by elevation, proximity to water, things like that. Cool. You know, very biodynamic, holistic pharmacy, farming practices. You know, that it, it's a very, it, the cuisine is very unique. So when we were going through the wines and selecting, you know, fruit freshness, you know, the structure and the balance is very important for wines to complement this food because it is unique. Right. So it'll be about 100 bottles, including wines by the glass. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty substantial list. And I'm hoping to find, I'm talking to a couple of general manager candidates right now that have a long um, history in the wine world. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to manage it myself as well as the food. It's, it's, a, it's a beast. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a thing all by itself. Well, that's exciting. And and are you also bringing some sort of cocktail bar mixology program as well? Yeah, there'll be, I don't want it to be a heavy cocktail program. Uh, there'll be about four to five house cocktails. Um, there, yeah. Aquavit will be one of the main uh, cocktails, an aqua mm-hmm. cocktail. Uh, I grew up eating haw flakes, um, which are dried hawthorn fruit uh, from from China. So it's, oh, cool. so it's a very acidic fruit. And so mm-hmm. I have dried hawthorn berries that I'm going to infuse for one of the cocktails. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you more about the cocktails than I am about the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's an important component. Yes, very, very important. I'm assuming on the wine list you also have sake? Uh, That's Japanese. Oh, that is Japanese. That is right. Japanese, but there are opportunities for sake-like beverages, yes. Hmm, interesting. Good. Cool. Let's talk about the space some more, too. I saw some of the photos I saw, to me, and, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks kind of like a modern, sleek building and decor. Yes. When we saw the building, it the Bauhaus like style like stuck out to us. So, And not that that's the interior, but then when I was designing it, I really wanted it to be, you know, very simple, minimalist and modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think you can get that from the photos is there's, I, I chose a color palette with only four real five colors. So there's like a moss green, the, <clears throat> the concrete gray. Um, there's some concrete stucco walls in the restaurant. There's a pink, black, and I said green. So that's the main color palette. Cool. It's um the, the shirt I'm wearing right now has all those colors <laughs> in it. Well, and I have on gray, like slate gray pants. Well, make sure you wear that outfit when we go. <laughs> yeah, I'll match. I'll fit right in. Yeah, I also, I did read uh, in Creative Loafing too that you also have some COVID safety measures such as UV lights in the HVAC system. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. And, you know, going back to being lucky that I was in the process of building this, we were able to do things like put UV lights in the, in the HVAC system, increase the 
the uh, air movement circulation. So there's an actual, there's a hood system, obviously, but there's also a circulation system that pulls air out of the restaurant in the front behind the bar. So again, it was just luck that I was able to re kind of reimagine the restaurant and being more safe, pushing more seats outside, uh, working with more circulation and, and UV lights, HEPA filters. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Instead of having a, a pre-existing place where you have to like take things apart and remake them, you got to do it from scratch. Right. And yeah. hopefully by the time that I open, none of this will matter, I guess, but it's at least in place if... Oh, I think we we still have a little ways yeah. to go on that, unfortunately. Yeah, you're certainly better to have it'll, it. Than it'll not. matter for at least another year, probably. Sorry, I don't mean to be no I, downer. I agree with you. You know, the, the rate the vaccinations are going out right now. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, move on. So I'm still thinking about the walk station because because <laughs> the funny thing is, Lori and I both got each other walks for Christmas without knowing that the other one did it. Did you see that Facebook post? I did. So and then so then I start studying walks and stuff. And PF Chang's has a YouTube video uh, demonstrating their walk station where they say that it gets to three thousand degrees. And then somebody commented on my post about that, saying that can't be true because steel melts at three thousand degrees. Well, the one that I have does not get that hot. Mm-hmm. But um, there are two different burners on this st- and this station. And I chose the one that doesn't get as hot for, unfortunately, because I'm not sure who I'll be hiring to cook. So there is part of that that you have to think about, like who, what's the talent going to be? And mm-hmm. the, the, the second burner that I was that I didn't go with is the high heat, like flamethrower burner, which yeah, crazy, crazy hot. And I, I've learned in the past that when you're training people, they, everyone thinks just turn it on high and sear, sear it to death, but that's not what you're supposed to do. So um, heat control was, was a very big factor in me choosing equipment. So how, what temperature will it get to? I mean, they get pretty hot. I mean, I'd say 1500 degrees. Mm -hmm. That's hot. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. I mean, as hot as I can get it on my electric stove at home. Well, actually I, what I read, I think it was on Sirius Eats or something. I forget which one, but for home, they say don't go higher than like 480 degrees and I can get it to that. The funny thing is the burner gets to like almost a thousand degrees when you, you hit it with like the infrared thing. Uh, but the walk itself is like 480 at that point. And those walks are heavy. Yeah. Man. They are. If they're made right. So you have a, you have a, a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> carbon Kevin, steel. Kevin does. I I chose to stay well, with you, my stainless steel one. Still it's still good. really nice, mm-hmm. but it, it'll work better for me. I'm not going to be flipping and doing all that weird stuff like Kevin does. Right. <laughs> so we know we're going to have. So we know we're going to have seafood. We're going to have. Bre- we talked about breakfast. Is l- lunch and dinner uh, the same selection? No. So lunch. There'll be some similar menu items. So there's going to be a dim sum component. So there'll be dumplings. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, I'm thinking about doing like maybe a dim sum brunch. I don't want to come out of the gate doing breakfast, lunch, dinner, and brunch. Right. Uh, that would be ambitious. 
Um, yes, that would be. <laughs> there'll be dumplings on lunch and dinner, and there'll be some breakfast dumplings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, open, nice. you know, traditional Scandinavian open face sandwiches um, mm. with local ingredients, meat. There'll be fish, seafood, meat on all of those. And then when you think about dinner and I know you're the walk, so there'll be like a walk snapper, a walk lobster with ho fun noodles, fermented black beans. Wow. You're making me hungry and glad that I live close by. You're just making me happy (laughs) because we have needed a Chinese component, like a really good, you know, Chinese cooking component downtown. I've been begging for it for so long. Big time. Dim sum. People ask about it all the time in the group. Yeah, and I'm hoping my goal is to get to a dim sum brunch eventually. Nice. That's awesome. That's exciting. With the cart and everything. Are you going to be able to do everything right at that location, or are you going to have a separate commissary as well? I'm going to do everything in-house, as much as I can in-house, including baking bread, breaking all the pastries. Wow. And when are you going to have time off? (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, well, you'll have to have someone that runs like your day shift because you can't work all day like that. Well, when I opened up Stillwaters, I don't think I had a day off for over a year and a half. Wow. Wow. But you weren't doing breakfast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but during, I mean, with that, you know, I, I, part of my goal with this restaurant was to also think about employee well-being, my well-being, um, right. health you know, mental health. So I took a very European model on mm-hmm. that front. So we'll be closed one month, one week in the summer. So everyone can have time off paid. Cool. I'll be closed, you know, three days after Christmas, including Christmas day. So people can have time to spend with their families. That's great. So, you know, the restaurant world is changing and I think it's, a, we have a chance and we have a, a real chance to change the, the direction of the industry and how employees are treated, how, you know, how their well-being and health is taken in consideration. So, Right. Yeah. And I mean, if you did a true European model, you'd close between lunch and dinner <laughs> and between, you know. And for the whole month of August. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of closing between four and five to get ready for dinner. So Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. You could even do three to five. Yeah, and that will give a chance for the employees to come in, have family meal, and yeah, yeah, I love that concept of a family mm-hmm. of the family meal. We actually totally. encroached on one in Paris by accident. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? Um, what was the name? That what was our favorite restaurant we went to. Too? Yeah, it was, and it was it was it the was only a- one that was like totally for locals because you had it was like hidden in the back of an alley. You yeah, had to like totally. find it by accident. And we we had the like very first reservation because it was I think our first or second night there. It was like six o'clock, and when we walked in, we saw them all sitting down eating, and we're like, oh, we better go yeah. kind of walk around the block. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great restaurant. I'll have to send you the name of that one. Yeah, but we cannot wait. For your new place to open, again, the name of the restaurant is Linger, L-I-N-G-R, on 6th Street, and the address is 400 6th Street South. That's the corner of 6th Street and 4th Ave South. In That's the downtown South University Park area, mm-hmm. and their website is LingerRestaurant.com. Again, Linger, leave out the E, 
L-I-N-G-R, restaurant.com. Chef Jeffrey Jew, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. Can't wait to have you in the restaurant and watching you burn stuff on the walk station. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We can't wait for March to get here. (laughs) Yes, thanks, Jeff. Thanks again, Jeff. We'll be right back. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. So we've been talking about Greenstock a lot lately. We have. They're the salad and wraps place uh, downtown that we love. And it's the same ownership as one of our favorite restaurants. Il Ritorno. Mm-hmm. And they also own, and it's in the same location as Greenstock, St. Pete Meat and Provisions. And for foodies that want better quality food than your average supermarket stuff, St. Pete Meat and Provisions provides restaurant quality meats from local Organic farms where the animals are treated humanely and raised with care. Yes. And, yeah. And you can taste it in the food. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they are also the sponsor of this segment. They are. They have beef, poultry, pork, and lamb. Mm-hmm. Some of those include steaks, burgers, short ribs. There's great chicken cuts. We've, we've had some great thighs we've done some good recipes with. Mm-hmm. They have duck breast, duck legs, and something we have to remember to get next time. Duck eggs. Right. We love eggs. Right, we got to get right, the duck right, eggs. Right. Duh. So, and it really does make a difference, like you said, that, you mm-hmm. know, they are from, like, farms that we think of, when, when you think of a farm, like, from when you, we were, like, a kid in school and you'd see pictures and stuff. Right, right. You know, there's, like, a farmer. Yeah. And there's animals roaming around. Right. That's not how farms are these days that, not the, not the stuff that you get in the supermarket. Right, right, right. But there are still farms like that. They're mm-hmm. few and far in between, but that's where this stuff comes from, right. real farms. And the most recent thing we had just this past weekend were the St. Louis-style ribs. Yeah, they're so good. Now, do you know why they're called, you know what that means, St. Louis-style? You've told me, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it has nothing to do with like how you're cooking them or whatnot. It's, it's the cut. Right, they're so, thicker. Well, they're, they are, but they're also more, they're trimmed into a rectangular shape. Now, ribs are not a perfect rectangle, mm-hmm. but these are trimmed into that shape. So it's a cleaner cut. The, the rib tips and skirt flaps are removed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a, it's, it's a popular cut because right. it does have more fat, mm-hmm. which means more, more flavor. flavor. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and they do have over there, uh, some, some of the, the, Items they carry will change based on what's available at the time because they have fresh stuff. So the menu does change a little bit, a little bit every mm-hmm, once in a while. Mm-hmm. So they do. They have their own rubs. They have, I mean, they have house-made dressings for salads. They have seasonings. You can even get 
Il Ritorno house-made fresh pasta. Like it was made that day fresh. It's awesome. Yes. Uh, I also recommend the hummus. And I got the trufflin hot sauce, which is similar to another hot sauce on the market that has truffles infused in it. Mm -hmm. It's not cheap, but I actually did a little analysis. Because when I first got the bottle, I'm like, this is 20 bucks? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then but then I looked up this the other maybe more popular brand that's been on the market longer. Right. And it looks like a bigger bottle, but it's not. The uh, the one that comes in the glass bottle with a fancy diamond top is only 6 ounces. This one's 8 ounces and it's the same price. Ah. So, it's a really better deal. So, yeah, so we made the the St. Louis ribs. Mm-hmm. We had some corn on the cob, some baked beans and some coleslaw and it was just super delicious oh here's my tip so if you don't have a grill or or your own pit see i'm a pit master without a pit (laughs) i did it low and slow in the oven 220 degrees for four and a half hours and then and that's covered with they're on on a pan Mm -hmm. covered with aluminum foil after the four and a half hours at 220 take them out put it on high broil remove the aluminum foil, brush it with some barbecue sauce. We just did a dry rub for the four and a half hours right, first. Right, And then high broil for three and a half minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it rest and, for a little and bit. And the other thing too that we did, um, the corn, I came up with this idea. We did that on a, cooked it on a, in the cast iron after we boiled it. So right. we boiled the corn and then we put it in the cast iron so it can get that charred uh, look and flavor. So yeah, it was yummy. Without a grill. So yeah, so check it out. Check out St. Pete Meat and Provisions. They're on the 400 block of Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete, specifically 449 Central Ave. Right. Uh, just two doors down from El Retorno. And Greenstock and St. Pete Meat and Provisions are in the same spot. So you can get Correct. some salad and dressings and yeah. So you can order on their website, which is stpetemeat.com. And also, if you want some salad stuff, eat at greenstock.com. Check it out. Yep. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. We have two new reviews on the website. Barchica is a new speakeasy hidden in the back of the new bodega location. We have a food and drink review for them. And we revisited Sea Salt, and we're really glad we did. Uh, We actually hadn't been in a few years, and we went last week, and they blew us away. We did a tasting menu with wine pairings, and it was a little like being at one of the best restaurants in Italy. Uh, I mean, we had friends with us that have traveled all over Europe, you know, Paris, Italy, all over France, and they said it was on par with the best meals they've had doing that. You'll find all the details on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And speaking of sea salt, next week on the show, we'll be talking to Jackie Aish, and she is the sommelier at sea salt, so be prepared for some great wine discussions next week. If you'd like to send us fan mail, hate mail, or if you have any requests for interviews or restaurant reviews, just send an email to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Jeffrey Jew. Thanks to St. Pete Meat and Provisions for dinner. And thanks to our sponsors, Rolling Oats, The Zest Podcast, Noble Crust, Booyah Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. 
Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Yeah, I'd like to place an order. Um, what'd you like? Yeah, I'd like uh, three orders of garlic chicken. And then? And then three orders of white rice. And then? And then... Oh, hey, you guys want soup? Sure. sure. Yeah, three orders of uh, wonton soup. And then? Oh, uh, some fortune cookies, too. And then? Uh, gosh, I think that's about it. And then? No, that's it. And then? No, and then. I, I, that's, that's all I want. And then? <laughs> and then, and then, I'm, and then, I'm, then nothing else because I'm done ordering, okay? And then? <laughs>